Sean, what's poppin'? <laughs> Welcome what's to up? the first Next Level with Neil, featuring our first guest, the great tennis player of Oberlin College, Mr. Sean Billerbeck is in the house. Oh, what are you um what are you putting this on? It's on so it's on anchor, right? And then it uh-huh. goes through and like apparently they take care of it all. So like this is gonna be on Spotify, bro. Whoa. Gonna be the uh next Indian Joe Rogan. That's the goal. That'd That's be the pretty goal. sick. And you know how you know how you start off? By impersonating uh, Joe Rogan, you start drinking on the pod. That's a that's a good way to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how Joe Rogan started. I mean, well, I don't know. I didn't listen to his original podcast, but he drinks on the pod all the time. So that's how uh, that's how we're doing it here, bro. That is. I mean, our... probably, he probably did the same. I mean, he was like probably fighting when he was starting his pod, right? So. Oh yeah, I mean, I bet. Yeah, dude, Joe Rogan is. I mean, well, he's the fucking grand master of podcasting. He's the OG, the revolutionary. The man who changed the game forever. It's really, it's really amazing to think about. Like, I mean, podcasts. I don't know. For me, like, they've really risen within like the last like two years, and they've really like year and a half. Yeah, yeah, and they've really hit their stride. I mean, like, COVID. I would say COVID definitely helped with that. Like the fact that I I wasn't listening to podcasts before quarantine. I started listening when. uh... I started listening to, like, podcasts at all when Flagrant 2 was doing their review of The Last Dance. And then I was like, yo, wait, podcasts are kind of tight. Yeah. Yeah, so I I would say, I mean, well, my my introduction to politics wasn't, like, cultural shit. Like, you know, like, The Last Dance, it was more, like, political stuff. So when did I get into podcasts? I mean, like, I knew about them, and I think I started listening to Rogan like my freshman year and like obviously prior to that like in high school i was like a, a neocon probably like you know so like i'd listen to like ben shapiro and like steven crowder like i was hip to all those guys milo yiannopoulos so i would say i really started getting into podcasts definitely over the last year but like i i was hip to it like freshman year of college but man dude i guess i'd like listen to, po- listen to podcasts before like to a couple of those, like the Crowder and the Shapiro's, just because like yeah. I saw them on YouTube and I had to click yeah. on them, but I wasn't like actively looking for podcasts until like <laughs> quarantine, probably. Jesus fuck, you good? You taking a fat swig? <laughs> I'm drinking. I'm drunk. All, I'm, not, I'm not drunk, but I'm drinking the claws, dude. White claws, dude. I, I, you know, I cannot give white girls shit for it. Like, I love... I think that like, tastes like TV static. I know, you're not a fan at all, but, like, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, these white girls, they're right on some shit. They're right on Starbucks. Starbucks is quality, even though, I, I, even though I've replaced it with Smoothie King. Like, Smoothie King has been my replacement. I can't Funny, lie, it's dude. it's so expensive, dude. It's I know, so but it's expensive. so... I mean, like, that's why you don't get it unless it's Friday, because you can get a 32-ounce drink for five bucks. It's, it's, it's expensive because of the protein. Like, because the protein... Smoothie King, I said Starbucks. Well, Smoothie King's even more expensive, dude. But Smoothie King, you got five, 32 ounces on Fridays for five Yeah, bucks. for five that's, bucks. That's yeah. nothing. That's yeah, nothing so, for a giant smoothie. What are the sizes of... No, dude, the sizes of the drinks at Starbucks are pretty big. I mean, no, no, no. Trust me, Starbucks is pricey. I'm not arguing with you on that. But Starbucks... When I'm at school and I have to pay $7 for like, a, for, like, one of those pre-made like iced coffee mochas or whatever 
Oh, no, no. Like, Starbucks dude, is totally way overpriced. Too much. That's, way yeah, that's too not much. even a debate, bro. Starbucks uh, sizes in ounces. It's way too All much. grande and venti, I believe. So, in ounces. Okay, so for like the... Uh, even the name sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, it's so ironic that the smallest cup is called tall. Uh, I mean, I yeah. guess... Yeah, I don't get the start, but like the other ones are like big and like jumbo. Oh my Italian. god, dude! It's tw- whoa, whoa, dude! It's twelve ounces, sixteen ounces, and twenty. Wait, no way, a venti? Oh no, no, this is the, uh, this is the um, what you call it? This is like the hot drinks. I was gonna say. Okay, I don't know what the I fuck it is in milliliters. I yeah, if I'm gonna, get, if I'm like gonna get like person. iced coffee in the morning, I either like have to go to Starbucks because it's like the only thing that my campus serves, or if I'm like home, I'll take a uh, I'll get like Dunkin' Donuts just because it's so much cheaper. Dude, so much I think cheaper. Dunkin' Donuts coffee is so ass. Their I'm not even gonna like. Fun. I think it's so much worse than Starbucks. It's not. I mean, fair. like, like it's yeah, but like their iced coffee isn't like undrinkable and it's cheap, so like. Oh. Yeah, the iced coffees aren't bad. I'm yeah. talking about like the I've had like a drink, like a frappuccino. Oh, no, no, no. I don't. Garbage. Yeah, I I only get iced coffee, fucking donuts. Jesus, fuck! I'm still coughing. Thirty years later, uh, yeah, no, I was um, I mean, I can't eat donuts either, so I haven't been to Dunkin' Donuts in a minute, and I think it's gonna stay that way, cause, dude, donuts. Is that carnivore diet? Or did I know I haven't even yet? started, dude. I'm drinking. So that definitely hasn't started. Oh, wait, are you not allowed to drink on the carnivore diet? No, yeah. <laughs> it's only animal products, bro. No, I haven't started yet. I think I'm going to start like when a... I get back. Actually, yeah, there are no drinks made from animal products. That would be weird. <laughs> I mean, like, what if fucking there was like animal a... blood, but I'm not yeah, what if, I'd say. Yeah, what if there was, weird like, a, what if there was like an alcoholic drink that was, like, made purely out of tiger's blood? That would be fucking crazy. That'd be crazy. I bet it would be super expensive because how rare it is, but I bet somebody would drink it. In this so world it where people like are, like, like ca- yeah. craving it for would... attention, people would totally yeah. do it. Oh, people would drink it, but it would taste like dog shit, and it would be, like, $9,000 per cup. Dude, yeah. Have you ever, like, tried your own blood? Like, say you, like, bite your, like, lip or whatever. It tastes like fucking iron, dude. It tastes disgusting. <laughs> that sounded freakish. Have you ever, like, no, no, tried like, your own you're, blood? Like, your own. Like, I'm not saying biting out of yourself, but I'm saying, like, say, like, your gums are bleeding or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, no, no, I get it. It's just, like, the way you phrased it. It's yeah, so I strange. guess I phrased it <coughs> poorly. What the fuck, man? I'm just gonna go coughing. <laughs> Rough start to the first pod. There we go. First podcast. We're coughing. There we go. If you're not coughing, you're not doing something right. Yeah, you've been coughing for I'm like not 20 even smoking. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even smoking weed, too, which is like ridiculous. Like, if I were to be coughing, like, it would be presumed from smoking, but I'm not smoking. But yeah, dude, these fucking sizes are small. You get a 64 ounce drink at Smoothie King. That's ridiculous. But protein products tend to be more expensive just because, like, protein powder is pretty costly. So, like, makes sense. But again, the five dollar, like, I don't, I don't go to Smoothie King on any day other than Friday. Like, why? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I run out of protein powder, like, I go. Like when I don't have a choice, I'm not gonna go. If you run out of protein powder, just go to like a GMC or something. Oh yeah, yeah. No, like I don't usually run out of protein powder. What happened was, was that my. Jesus, fuck, dude. 
<coughs> okay, so like my awesome? ice machine. Jesus bro, Christ. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I think I think we're all done now. I think I think we can go for another fifty minutes without coughing. Hopefully, I think I just I swigged it Hold way on. too fast. Do you, do you hear this? Yeah, I can hear you. What's playing on my phone? Oh no, I can't hear what's playing on your phone. Oh okay. Sorry. No, no. Okay. What was it? No, I was just like I played a Snapchat story and it was very very loud. And I was like, oh no. okay, no, I couldn't hear that shit. You're good. Wait, shit, I'm at 22%. Fuck, I'm off to charge my phone. Oh, shit, what was I saying? My train of thought went away. Damn it. He didn't want to lose my train of thought. Um, God fucking... Yeah, I said I took too big of a swig, but I was going to say something right before that. We were talking about... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, my fridge broke down. Dude, so, like, my fridge was, like, 57 degrees, and my freezer went from zero to, like... 32 degrees so my freezer essentially turned into a fridge because like that's like around the temperature you can keep like shit at in a fridge and like my fridge turned into a fucking i don't know a fucking closet for like i don't know shit like bread and whatever like shit that we don't keep in the fridge so like during that time since we had no ice like i had to go to i went to smoothie king like every day because like i couldn't uh i need my protein shake and, like, I also couldn't, um, I couldn't, like, make a shake at home because I'm not drinking a fucking shake without ice. So, like, that was, like, the only time when I went to Smoothie King, like, consistently. There we go. Got my train of thought. Sean, you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Anyways, anyways what, do you, what do you want to talk about on this first pod outside of different cup sizes at Starbucks and... Smoothie King. Mad boring start. Yeah, um, not, not a great start. Plus me coughing <laughs> for 10 minutes. Plus me coughing for 10 minutes. That didn't help. No, but I how <coughs> all these go. pods kind of start. They'll just like start talking about random shit. And then like. Yeah, yeah I mean, every, the every podcast is. starts with random fucking shit. And we were talking about white girl beverages. That, that's, a, that's a good point of discussion. Let's talk about alcohol because oh. we can talk about alcohol for an extended amount of time. Okay, so, like, what are your favorite, like, drinks? In, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm weird. I, like, I can't stand White Claw. I, like, can't stand it, obviously. I know a lot of dudes that then, you're not, like, you're not, like, uh, it's not. Yeah, but I also, like, I don't drink a lot of beer either if I'm drinking. Like, I'll drink, the only beers I really drink, I'll drink, like, Miller's if, like, the boys are drinking it. But, like, I won't enjoy it. And then, like, I'll drink uh, Corona's. That's my preferred beer, I guess. And then, like, Blue Moons are, like, a possible exception, but they're, like, mad expensive, so I don't really get them. I don't I don't think I've uh, ever had Blue Moon before. I can't lie to you. It's, like, Belgian beer, I guess. I don't know. Someone got Belgian it for me once and it wasn't, like... Okay. Yeah, someone got it for me once and it wasn't, like, terrible. So I was like, yeah, this is So fine. kids in Belgium are uh, drinking it at, like, 13, 14, probably? Because, like, the drinking kids, age is, well, like, no, they're, they're drinking, low there. Their drinking age is, I think, 15? Yeah. Like, dude. most of Europe? Yeah, dude, um, Europe is like... That. It's like it's like fifteen, sixteen, but I think Belgium and Switzerland are like are really? like fifteen for sure. Coronas are great. Obviously, I've I literally had some like last weekend. I, I'm a big fan. I think they're very a very refreshing beer. I honestly, dude, I don't really, I don't hate like I normally drink like you know like Bud Light or Natural Light or whatever, like because like those are cheap and like no, you know dude, like, if I'm playing like beer pong or whatever. They, yeah. They're ass, but, like, 
once you drink a few, they're okay. You can you can bear with it. You know what I mean? Different though. I feel like shit costs more, like in in CP. You know what I mean? It costs uh, more. Wait, what costs more? Like natural light and stuff. No, just like alcohol in general. Like like I can get a six pack of like Reds for eight bucks in a Ohio. six pack. Yeah, but Reds is we like, get, like a thirty expensive. pack for like we get like thirty packs for like eighteen. I'm saying like a six pack of like reds. Do you know what reds are? I've never heard of reds, bro. Reds are like hard cider, dude. I've never heard of those reds, Al. My bad. Um, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Don't you? Yeah. Apologize, All right. Let me think of another reason why it would be cheap. So like, what is it? Miller High Life, which is like the good Miller Miller Light or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can get like a thirty pack of those for twelve bucks. That's solid. That's solid. Yeah. It's yeah, like I'm pretty cheap. sure we have 30 packs for like 17 or 18, if I remember correctly. Solid. It's a little cheaper, so I can I can like kind of pick and choose. So like, I usually if I'm drinking with like the boys, I'll either drink, I guess Miller's, um, Twisted Teas or Mike's Hard usually, just because it's like the easiest. Twisted Teas are my personal favorite. Uh huh. Also a white girl drink, but like. This Wait, which go. drink? Twisted tea? Twisted, yeah, twisted tea is a, is it a white girl drink? I would it's say like, it's kind of a white girl drink. It's like yeah, a beach I, I drink. I would say it classifies as a white girl it's drink, kinda... but I think the I think more common white girl drinks are seltzers. I think white girls go for more seltzers. It's like a, it's like a fringe. It's like a fringe white girl drink. <laughs> no, I know white girls that drink twisted tea. It's just not as popular as the other. You know, it's not. I mean, they're. I don't know. I haven't had Twisted Tea in a while, so I can't really give, like, an opinion on it. Let me see. What are, like, the I'm a big of fan of it, personally. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you drink it. Yeah, you, you do like it. Uh, it's just, it just, like, tastes good. Jesus Christ. Yo, Tennessee. What, Sorry. What happened? No, no, I was, I'll, we'll talk about it in a second. I was uh, just looking at something. No worries, um, no worries. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. Um, anywho, um, Girl. Yeah, I don't know. Also, truly, truly's are mad good. I like truly's. Truly's are solid. I think claws are personally. I think claws are better, but I mean, truly's will do. I feel like for me, I like mixing it with like some sort of hard alcohol just so I can get the job done faster. It's kind of like a chaser. Like either I can take shots of like a hard liquor, or I could just put it in, like mix it, like either or. Whatever gets the job done <laughs> fast. I don't know. I usually like to like mix drinks just because like I'm terrible at it and none of my friends really know how to do it. I know like a few people that do mixing like, drinks. It's not like yeah. rocket science, bro. I know, but it's like effort, and I don't like effort. <laughs> it's not that much effort, bro. You got to do is pour a drink it's in the cup effort. and then pour another it's drink in the cup. It's not. I think you're overestimating how much effort it is. I could literally mix a drink right now. I could get you it. Probably could. I could literally go to my basement get a shot. I probably will do this because I'm. This isn't gonna get me drunk, and we're gonna we're on a podcast, so gotta be fucking wasted, you know. But like, it's like, it's not that hard to mix drinks. Very oh, very wrong. simple. We'll do it. We'll do it over the summer. We'll do it. We'll do it over the summer. We'll mix some drinks. Right. I used to mix drinks all like even like when I was like a senior in high school, like I'd mix like a few drinks here and there. I am incriminating. Like the basics the are easy. The, yeah, the ba- the basics are easy, but like, I don't know. It's just like, why go through the trouble when I can just drink whatever is there? Yeah, no, I, I got you, bro. I got you for sure, for sure. Wow, 
Yeah, no, I mean, what are your thoughts on, like, that, uh, like, how young people are allowed to drink at, like, Europe? It's it's crazy, like, the consent laws and, like, the drinking laws are, like, it's... Well, much, I also think America years. and Europe are two very different places. Like, the drinking yeah. culture is very different. Like, so I think, like, our drinking age, as much as I, like, don't like it personally, like, I think it makes sense for us, just because there's so many instances of, like, drunk drivers, like, being dumbasses you know mm-hmm. and you, it's not like you don't get that in europe at all but like it seems a little bit more not regulated but it seems more rare there okay just because they have like a different culture it's more like leisurely and if you're gonna go for like a pub crawl as they call it or like mm-hmm. like just get like really fucked up with the boys like you're going out and you're like walking around like from pub to pub because everything's so close you know, gotcha. like for us, it feels like it, everything's farther away and encourages driving. Plus, we probably drink a lot, like, quicker than they do. They're, yeah. They kind of take their time with it. And yeah. so, like, our cultures are different. So I just, I like, if someone were to tell me, oh, we should lower the drinking age for, like, America, I'd be, like, I, thinking to myself, I know some of the dumbasses from my high school and, like, way more people would have died. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not going to call anybody people. out on this podcast. No, no, not, of course. No, no, course, I, no I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying for full disclosure for the five people course, that listen to this course, podcast, course. we're not going to call anybody <laughs> out. That's, uh, that's, uh, we're not incriminating people outside of, of uh, me because I already incriminated Yeah, Yo, we have five viewers. <laughs> no, no, not right now. No, we're, we're not, li- I mean, this isn't live. This is going to be recorded though. Oh, oh, I'm saying for my family and you, who's going to listen after <laughs> <laughs> and me make it five. Uh, yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing that. But I think, I think there's a really good argument to make it 18. Like most, like, think about it. Like then there, what's the incentive for kids to get fake IDs? Like what's more like, we know everybody in college gets a fake ID, except for Sean and I, of course. We don't, we don't indulge in that kind of uh, degenerate behavior. But, like, outside of right. us, like, everybody else uh, somehow happens to engage in this behavior. So don't you think that, like, that would be something that would be good to avoid, to get it to 18? Plus, most kids, they go to college when they're 18. So, like, they're not really going to have the opportunity to drink and drive. You know what I mean? I, I think... I think 18 it's is like a college. totally depends on the college. Well, I mean, that like, say, the say, the, say the school I go to, I go to, like, you know, I go to UMD. So it's like, we take buses. Like last year when I was a freshman, like we took a bus everywhere. And even like next year, like, I, like if I go to the bars, like I'm going to take the bus or I'm going to take the, um, or I'm, I don't know, I'll walk. Or like, if I go to a frat, like I'll take the bus going back. Like, I mean, like I won't I have my car on me. Yeah, I definitely think the whole drunk driving thing happens way more with, like, high school kids and yeah. like, adults than it does college kids, just because college kids, they don't have to drive anywhere, right? Because a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff is, like, on campus for them, for sure. right? But, like, at the <laughs> same time, it's, there like, like if you lower it to 18, right, you're essentially giving high school seniors unlimited access to alcohol, right? Uh-huh. And again, not to dox anyone, but like plenty of dumbasses from our high school would have like killed people. Oh no! I mean, like I know we both <laughs> know people that did that engaged in that like kind of behavior. Well, like, I mean, not, I know no, I know but, a few people. But I'm saying like not it's not just like, yeah. No, I'm know. saying but it's not it's like just our high opinion. school though. It's not just our like this happens everywhere, right? Oh yeah, we're, like wasn't you there were saying, a few kids at like a neighboring high school that yeah, ended up 
dying yeah. because of the decisions yeah. that they made. Well, yeah, I remember that whole actually, incident. Yeah, I actually know. We were like in middle that, school. The, the driver, I know his dad. He oh, like was dude. a member at the club that Carl worked at. So, Damn. yeah. Fuck, dude. It's terrible. He was he was nasty at tennis though, top of the singles ladder. But like, wow. Yeah, Jeez, no, man, that's his. No, his that's kid rough, was the man. one that was like paralyzed from the waist down that was driving that somehow made it out alive. Yeah, Woo. dude, yeah. his friends died, man. That's uh. Oh yeah, no. I don't know how you live with bad. that, man. That's uh, yeah. that's that's another kind of guilt that would be a killer. But like, do you get what I'm saying though? With like, how. Okay, like, if we lower it to 18, these kids are drinking at 17. Like, there's nothing, there's really nothing you can really do about that in that sense. I think more of it, there should be more of a, it, it's everything I feel, like, social change happens before, like, policy changes happen. You know what I mean? Like, in this, like, in this country. So, it's like, when it comes to, like, stuff like this, I think it should be more socially encouraged that people don't take five shots in a row. You know, because, like, when you take f- taking five shots in a row versus taking five shots in an hour and an hour and a half is a totally different, like, it, sure. you're, you're, you're totally different. And, like, this is personal experience is also, like, just, you know, seeing other people. So it's, like, I think that should definitely, like, the whole pace don't race, which is, like, a, like, thing that the RAs would say at, like, Maryland. Like, that's definite, like, there's a lot of validity to that. Like, you know, people shouldn't be, like, drink, like, just like how you said, like, in Europe, like, that's more of the culture. People kind of, like, take their time with their drinks. So if people were to just slow so down on the alcohol. take their time, it's just, like, I don't know. It's got a different feel. Like, I guess take their, I, I want to think of a better way to say it. But, yeah, I guess take their time is the best way I can put it. Not drinking as fast as Americans drink, especially American college kids and American, <laughs> yeah. like, high school kids. Yeah, that, I mean, that is taking your time. There, yeah. I don't know what other way to phrase it. I could see an argument for pushing it to 19 just because they're, like... They'd be in college. Like, that defini- yeah, that definitively puts it at, like, college age, right? And, like, worst case, you get, like, a first-semester freshman that has to ask their friend who's slightly older than them to get them alcohol for a night, right? Like, worst case. Yeah, Whereas, but... No, but I'm saying, like, like for... Yeah, for people who like would have access to it, right? You want, basically the point is like college kids should have access to it just because they're gonna get it anyway. Because either they're gonna get it from their senior friends or they're gonna have a fake ID. Because nearly every college student, besides you and me, of course, yeah, of course, has a fake ID, of course. Uh, and so like, so like I could see it with that, like bringing it down to nineteen, just because it's like well, it cuts down on the amount of people that are buying, like, fraudulent IDs. And it just, like, makes it so they're not breaking one more law, right? Yeah. But then at the same time, you're not giving, like, high school-age kids, particularly high school seniors who are, like, going crazy because it's their last year, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, unlimited access. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, I think that needs to be checked just because, like, I don't know. High school kids are stupid, myself oh, yeah, included, totally. when I was in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, myself included too, dude. I wasn't the brightest bulb, dude. I, I no, did dude. some. I definitely did some shit. Like it wasn't uh, wasn't the smartest fellow. Was a, wasn't the I sharpest tool in the shed, as they uh, yeah, as they say. But like, yeah, yeah no, it's like um, I, I see where you're coming needs from. To change before like a law, though. Like exactly. So for me, right? I've I've never really been at the point where I'm like you know, I've just, like, gone so crazy that it's, like, nearly unrecoverable, right? Or, like, I've gone so crazy that, like, my parents have had to come and, like, pick me up or whatever. And that's because, like, when I was, I want to say, 15, 16, like, 
my mother and my stepfather at the time and my father all told me on separate occasions, like, look, I'm, I, the first time you drink an alcoholic beverage is going to be now because I know your friends are going to offer it to you at parties or whatever. And, like, you're going to drink in front of me, right, to make sure, like, I know you're, you know what you're doing, right, and that mm-hmm. I know you're being careful. And you're going to take this and you're going to go to your party and you're going to still keep in moderation because you're, you're already doing this with me, right? And then, like... Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was kind of being thrown into the deep end by, like, going to a party and just having all of this alcohol and all these other substances just kind of laid out in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of got to t- dip my toe in a little bit, you know? And I think that needs to happen more. Because I think plenty of parents are just like, well, no. And, I mean, I get it. It's against the law. But at the same time, you got to recognize, like, culturally, like, kids are going to get alcohol. That's just, like, what's going to happen. Like, oh, prepare yeah. them at the very least. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. And like my experience was literally what like your last few sentences. Like my parents were like super, oh no, you are fuck, you are not twenty one yet. Like, and I'm like, well, like I know, but I mean, dude, everybody like, I, like peer pressure is obviously fucking like is so fucking real. Like when it comes to everything, like not even it's it's not just like when you're eighteen. Like even when you're in your thirties. Like, the peer pressure to get married is, like, at an all-time fucking high. Because it's, like, you feel like it's your last few Like, it's, like, when you're in your, like, mid... This is my last fucking chance to get married. So, like, peer pressure has existed. Like, it exists throughout, like, fucking life. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, this... The peer pressure when, you know, you're, like, 16, 17, 18... Is that, like, hey, like, people are going to start drinking, doing drugs, yada, yada, yada. It is totally, like, when I, if I become a parent, like, I hope to one day, like, definitely, like, yo, my son or daughter turns, like, 16. Like, okay, hey, we're going to do this. And, like, I definitely, like, feel like, I don't know, like, the fact that I didn't, I drank, like, a few times here and there in high school. Like, like not, like, a, a lot amount, but, like, I mean... I didn't, I didn't know how to, like, Probably control went it. Probably off, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I went off more. And, like, even in college, mm-hmm. like, I went off, like, a lot. And, like, going off is not a good thing. Like, being, waking up fucking hanging, hang, hung over, like, blacking out the night prior. Not remembering what happened. Not remembering what happened. That's fucking, like, that's not good at all. So It's, it's like, fun definitely... while it's happening, but afterwards, you're like, what the fuck? You're like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, what did I do? Like, you, you definitely become, like, you got worry about that. So it's like... Definitely, uh, I I think what your parent, what your mom and your dad and your stepdad did, like that, I think that's really smart. And I think that should definitely be encouraged more. Because it's like, your kid's going to do it. There's really nothing you can do about it. You just, you want them to be safe, right? So make it so that they're safer. Make it so that they, you know, are educated about what's going to happen. Yeah, well, it's also like if you think about it, right, just historically, if you tell a teenager not to do something, they're going to do it, right? Yeah. And, like, if you restrict something, like, so, like, hard-lined, right, it's going to make it so that when they're exposed to that, whether it be in college, whether it be when they are a legal adult, whether it be, like, the next day when their friend invites them into their basement to, like, get fucked up or whatever, right, the next time they see that they're going to just go crazy. Like the second totally. they have a chance to abuse that hard line. Right. Totally. And, totally. and the, and going crazy is not what you want. Like you want to be able to enjoy yourself while doing like, you know, something fun and trying something new in this case, drinking alcohol. Right. Yeah. 
And so, like, I'm not saying you can't drink a lot or whatever, I guess, if you, if you're, like, used to it or whatever, that's not what I'm saying at all. But, like, I'm saying you can't, I don't think, like, a hard line should be placed on that just because it's, it's setting your kid or who, or your nephew or whoever up for, like, failure the second they're interacting with these substances. It means they're gonna go crazy and fuck themselves over, like, every time, like, or at least 95% of the time. Yeah, and I think that's the last thing that, like, we as a society want, right? Like, we don't want people, like, you know, fucking up when they're, like, super drunk or saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. They're gonna hurt themselves. They're gonna hurt themselves. Yeah, and, like, we don't, we don't want that. Like, that, I mean, shit, like, you would, you would much rather your kid drink, like, for the first time at 16 with you, and, like, they know, like, the dangers of the substance, but they also know that people are going to be doing it, and it's, like, a good time, and they need to know how to pace themselves. Pacing yourself is very important, and, like, I would say, like, sophomore year, like, this year was, like, the first time where I was, like, really being very conscious of that, and, like, you know, just trying to pace myself, like, okay, like, I know, like, I'm at a good place right now, I don't need to fuck shit up, maybe I'll get a drink in, like, 10 minutes, but just, like, you know, being slower with it. So I think it's really important and I think uh, prevent a lot less crimes like, you know, drunk driving and stuff from happening because uh, I think the impulsiveness comes from like how fast people drink. And I, I mean, I don't know. You know the Solving world problems is a uh, is another issue that uh, is very difficult. I mean, especially one like drunk driving. Like, I don't I don't know because it's like people have Uber. Like, I don't know why people can't just, you know, like, take Ubers. Like, I mean, all you got to do is literally just hit, okay. Like, all you got to do is just fill it out. Like, These kids, particularly in, like, suburban areas where this is, like, I think at its worst, right? Like, urban areas, right? Like, I mean, you're going to see it if you're going to see it. But a lot of the stuff in more, like, urban areas is going to be more drugs than alcohol, right? Yeah. Um, just, like, statistically. But suburban yeah. areas, these, like, these, like kind of upper middle class kids right a lot of times their parents are paying uh are paying their like what's it called bill for um for like the ubers and stuff like that and they just don't want to see like their parents to see that Be oh like, yeah oh yeah why are you ubering back when you have a car you like your parents are not idiots oh you yeah totally I mean? so totally. that, that would yeah. be my explanation for like oh yeah time. no that's a that's a totally valid like explanation yeah yeah i mean like I mean, that's very, that's very fucking true. But again, like it's, that's, that's where it comes to like, you know, that cultural, it's not even being lax. It's like, it's honestly being pretty cautious. It's being, it's being aware of what's, what the culture is like and it's being ahead of the curve. And that's like, I think that's much smarter than any, anything else. So yeah. Wow. That was a great discussion on that whole issue. That's mm-hmm. definitely uh quite an issue i mean i don't i don't know it's um yeah a lot of people fuck up when they're drunk man it's uh it's uh it's a reality of alcohol i mean it's a fucking poison that's why you're trying to fucking pee it out badly once you take four or five drinks you gotta fucking take a fat piss because you're trying to get that shit out of your fucking system because it's not good for you mm-hmm. i'm saying that as i'm taking a swig of a white cloth <laughs> Dude, what the fuck is that in the background? Uh, it's my it's my mother's book. Oh, uh, is your are you in the same yeah, room as your mom? No, she needs she needs some help. So I was 
Okay. Oh, okay. Never mind. She's telling me to leave her alone. So. Yeah, I think that would be best for the podcast. Next level with Neil, baby. All right, dude. As, as I'm saying, next level with Neil. Let me get on the next level and get some more drinks because mm-hmm. I'm only three drinks in right now. So go. the next level with Neil podcast will be on pause for about a minute and a half, approximately. Dude, did you see the Shapo match? Shapo, Casper no, no. Rude. I watched that, dude. Casper, dude, Casper Rude is solid. He's very solid. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I was very impressed with uh, like how he played. He hits with a lot of skin, dude. Like his forehand, like it, like once it, the ball bounces, it bounces pretty high. It is a. Uh, oh, that was a good bit. It's pretty effective. I, I like watching him. And he took out Chapo seven six six four. It was a, it was an impressive win. He won the title. Are you there? Is, I, that is very impressive. I mean, I, I like to see new players winning tournaments, but Chapo's freaking disappointing. Dude, I know. He's so only won one title. You know that, right? Yeah, he's so disappointing. It's like, because he, he could be right there. It's not like he hasn't shown up. Yeah. It's like he, he cho- he's recently been choking in big moments, and then on top of that, he's not beating the players that he's technically supposed to beat. So. By ranking, yeah, he he totally is supposed to be a guy like Rude. I, I think Rude's a good player, but like I think and Rude's had quite a bit of success this year. But I also think that welcome to the next level with Neil podcast featuring the goat tennis player, Mister Sean Billerbeck. He is in the house right now <laughs> for the second time. Yeah, for so the what? second time. Podcast yeah, number two. First one. Okay, what so first I think one? Uh, one of my drinks hit the end button. Mm. So that was, uh, yeah, 100% my fault. Sorry uh, to the five good. people Wait, that listen to this. The, yeah, is the is the first one going to be uploaded? Yeah, 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 it's going to be uploaded. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Dude, that was oh. a great conversation, dude. Talking about, you know, <laughs> drunk driving, being people being retards. Yeah. People are retarded, man. Yeah, so, sorry. People are human beings. Yeah, sorry, huh? I needed a sec. My my mother hurt herself, and I was trying no, no, to no. help her out. That was perfect. No, that was honestly really good timing because I was grabbing a lot of alcohol. Because mm. we getting hammered right now. Speaking of alcohol, you know what alcohol makes you want to do sometimes? What? Urinate, and that's what I'm gonna do right now. Urinating on the pod. It's got to happen, man. Urinating and a desire for nicotine devices. A desire for a cigarette or a, an e-cigarette, some sort of nicotine is always desired. When you're... I say. Yeah, totally. Yo, in, in other news, in other news, other sports, other news. sports yo, news. the Warriors are not in the playoffs, bro. I know. That's crazy. Second year in a row. Technically, I mean, well, no, last dude, year. No, I thought, dude, Steph averaged 32 this season. They still didn't make the playoffs. Like, that's insane. I know. It is insane. I mean, dude, it's Freaking Memphis made the playoffs. Against all odds, John Morant leads his team to the playoffs. He dropped 35 against the Warriors yesterday. That was, absolutely, that was baller-like, dude, man. Yeah, I yeah. love John Morant. I love yeah, John dude. Morant. Yeah, he was a he was a beast this year, man. Yeah, he he played incredibly well, and uh, he deserves they deserve that spot. They have a good team. They got a young yeah. team. That's Jaren the Jackson the Jr. Right there. That's the future of the league. Ooh, and John Ooh, Luka, the future of the league. No cap. I think Jaw's the future. I don't know about Memphis. I think they I think they need more oh, pieces, no, no, no. and I think they Memphis need more player, player development. 
I, I think they're like, a good like team. Kind of player. I'm saying like the stars are going to be like John and Luca from now on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, no, no disagreement with that, bro. Also, cheers. I got a pomegranate martini on me right now. 15% cool. alcohol. This is going to be – this is a great drink. My dad my dad blessed me with this. And nice. Fantastic. Yeah, dude, sports are fucking um, – sports are great. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really do love sports, but I really hate how political sports have gotten. Agreed. And, like, that's on all fronts. Like, I will roast Colby Covington for being the cringe fucking – and, like, he's yeah, – he, he makes – he turns MAGA into his whole personality. And, like, I also, yeah, like, I don't cringe know at LeBron deal. James. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand Colby Covington's sense. deal. But, like, I mean, he's nasty at fighting. But, like, he's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, like – like, I don't care if you're, like, MAGA or whatever or if you're, like, fucking uh, – BLM, like, just can you guys just shut up? Like, I don't, I don't care at all. <laughs> like, keep it. Yeah, out you of sound like that one lady that told LeBron to shut up and dribble. <laughs> yeah, I sound like Laura Ingram. Well, I'm telling Kobe Covington to shut up and fight too. So I'm no, not just, like, I'm not being racist. Maybe, maybe I'm being sexist against men. Who knows? I did hear but something like, interesting. I was like rewatching. Who's watching women's last... sports to care? Yeah, I I heard something interesting though, like along those lines. I was. Dance. And in it, like, mm-hmm. Barack Obama shows up just, like, because he was from Chicago and he was another, I guess, important figure that grew up in the 90s with Jordan. And so, like, he 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 goes on this speech where when they're talking about, like, Michael Jordan as, like, a global icon or whatever. And, like, when he started to hate his notoriety and, Le- and Barack Obama gets on, he says, like, there's a lot of pressure, particularly on, like, black superstars on the world stage, like a Barack Obama, uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Michael Jordan, right, that they're beloved so long as they don't get too controversial, right? And that makes people kind of, like... Dude, like... I, I, I literally didn't hear your last, like, 30 seconds because my mom oh, called me, and I declined oh, that shit. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> I know you're going to be listening to the podcast. You're going to be one of the five listeners, but... Uh... <laughs> Where where did I cut off? Uh, so you cut off at um, MJ like B- Barack Obama. Can you start from there? Yeah. So basically, in the last dance, Barack Obama is talking about like, I guess the pressures that Jordan has to go through about being a global icon as he started to hate it with like the media asking him all these questions about like his gambling debts and like his dad dying and all that, right? Yeah. Um, and he said, um. What's it called? He he starts saying that there's a pressure, particularly on like black superstars on the world stage, that they have to be this kind of like, or that they're beloved so long as they don't get too controversial, so long as they don't get into kind of activism and all that. And some people take it the way that Jordan took it, where he took it, where I don't see myself as an activist. I see myself as a basketball player and I can affect the most change by playing basketball. And others take it obviously like the Oprah Winfrey route where she has become very much an activist, or at least I think she's very much an, an activist. I, um, Oh, she totally is. Yeah. Um, and, and in that way, she polarizes a lot of people. And I think that athletes should probably take athletes in particular need to take the Jordan route a little bit more nowadays, because I feel like, not only does it take attention away from the game, which is the reason why people are watching sports in the first place, right? It also mm-hmm. is like, he's right. If you're that good, 
right? <laughs> the, the most effective change you can make is by being good at your sport, right? Yeah. Like, I, and then I was watching Flagrant 2, and they made this point. Like, shout out to Flagrant 2. Um, shout out to Flagrant 2. Yeah, bro. The, fast, the fastest growing podcast in the nation right now. For sure. Um, Every, yeah, they they made event. this point where they were saying, like, dude, I feel like it does a lot for racism, right? That these, like, backwoods-ass, like, KKK-ass, like, little kids are, like, their most beloved athlete, their most beloved person to see on TV is, like, a black man who's mm-hmm. nasty at basketball. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's he, he was saying, I think that does more for racism than, like, some athlete going out there and giving a speech in a lot of cases, you know? And I thought that was interesting. I had never really heard that before. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with that. And I think, I think what athletes need to do is inspire other people. And politics is, in, is inherently tribal and is inherently divisive. And as a result, it is very difficult to get people on the same page. Yeah. So politics when you are in all the wrong ways. Oh yeah, totally. Politics is anything but inspiration. I mean, well, I I think it is and inspires people to act in a certain way, but it inspires people to act self selfishly for the most part, at least the way that politics have worked in my lifetime. And yeah, the, with the way that the current political structure and system is, which you know we can go into depth to later. But like what I'm saying is that it's uh it's very diff. I mean, you you as an athlete, you your goal is to market yourself so that you can reach the broadest audience. And I think what happens is is that these athletes, when they get too caught up in this activism that we've seen lately, they lose sight of that. They lose sight of the fact that LeBron doesn't realize that like thirty to forty percent of his fan base is like Republicans, and what he does on Twitter is just shit on them. And, like, they have their opinions on China. They have their opinions on BLM. And, like, you're totally disregarding that as an athlete. And, like, you know, like, he has, like, freedom of speech. Like, I'm not, like, going to be, like, like, oh, man, he can't speak because he's, like, an athlete. But I'm just saying, like, you're turning people away from – no, no, I'm not saying that you're saying that. I'm saying that you're you're turning people away from the screen. Whether you like it or not, that's inherent when you talk – politics as an athlete especially when people like you and i think that oh hey maybe we know more about a particular situation than that of lebron james but yet he's so quick to speak out about it and he's got like what 50 million 40 50 million followers on twitter and instagram and like he's giving this take that people Mm -hmm. think are uneducated and like i mean like of course they're like totally racist people and, and shit and like that's not like cool i don't think but like it's like I don't know. Like, I just think as an athlete, you just, your job is to be an athlete. And like, I think it's, I think it's good to inspire people to do good things. Like when LeBron James opened up like that school in Cleveland, like, I'm like, that's a great thing. You know, like, Mm -hmm. like when you're talking about that's more people, that's more him speaking with his actions than his words. Right. Like that is something, that is something he did that will Mm -hmm. 100% help the african-american and any kind of poor community in the cleveland area right um like absolutely 100 percent, right but that's something he did he didn't come out and give a speech like i will open this school and this will happen and then everything will be great and then we'll solve racism no he just fucking did it yeah. right like it's it's different like lebron's a weird case because he'll do that right and then he'll come out it to me with him it's a lot when he 
when he comes out and gives like speeches or whatever and he talks about oh this happened and such a such a thing and it's a tragedy and whatever and we need to stop racism on our time and then he comes out the very next day and is like yeah china's pretty cool right that's a little weird to me i think he's got to know his facts a little bit more you know like i i don't care if he if he comes out and speaks right i mean if you're an athlete particularly high profile athlete right you kind of have to you kind of have to know what you're getting into with that like you're gonna you're gonna know that if you're gonna come out and be like an activist athlete there's not anything wrong with that but you're gonna make enemies out of some people Totally. Take that a little bit too seriously, right? Yeah. But then at the same time, right, if you're going to come out and be some kind of activist, right, and be an athlete, you have to know your stuff more than anybody, right? Like, if you're going to come out and talk about social justice, right, you can't then at the same time be like, yeah, China's an all right place while they have concentration camps on the, bur- on the basis of religious persecution, right? Like, you just can't uh-huh. do that. Totally. Right? Yeah. But then at the same time, right, even when you're talking about this racism and our time stuff, you just got to make like you got to double check everything before you come out and give a big public speech about it. You got to treat yourself as a politician more than an athlete if you're going to yeah. be an activist slash. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? uh, absolutely. Yeah, you have to be very uh, well informed on issues. And like the thing is, like I wouldn't assume somebody like LeBron James, who's incredible, like I would as he's obviously incredibly busy as an athlete. Like it's uh, important for him to like, you know, diet, training, regime, everything. And it's like, I don't expect you as an athlete or just any busy person in general to have like a super well-informed opinion on everything because of the way the news media works and because of the way everything works. I don't expect everybody to be like well-informed on issues. And I'm like, you know, when I see, like, all of these, like, woke people on Instagram, like, speaking out on issues, I'm just like, dude, can you just take a step back? Because it's like, I don't know how well-educated you are. And I think you are overestimating how educated you are on a particular issue. Just, like, just chill out. Like, there's no need for you to speak out and repost an Instagram story of somebody that, like, obviously has their own agenda when they're pushing out. Yeah. Everybody has an agenda when they speak out. Uh, like say something in particular and it's like people just got to be more like mindful you know and that includes LeBron James like like how how do you I, I personally I think he probably knows that there is some fuck shit fuck shit in China like concentration gets uh dude we can go like we could fucking talk all day we could have a whole podcast on what the fuck is going on yeah. in China it's fucking insane both of mm-hmm. I think both of us are relatively well informed but I'm also like I'm I haven't like, heard too much about it recently, but I know. Well, I mean, like, you know, like the factories under the nets mm-hmm. and like, I mean, the social credit system and like all that crazy fucking shit. And it's like, I mean, like, that's a fucking reality for people. And it's like, you're talking, like, he was speaking out against Hong Kong fighting for their own democracy. It's like, it's kind of ironic how you, like, people on the left in America and like people like LeBron James are like always talking about democracy and like glamorizing it. But when it comes to a democracy trying to stay alive, it's like they're all silent because a lot of these people in the Chinese Communist Party, mm-hmm. they actually fund a lot of like they fund the NBA. Like, you know, they like they they're really pushing this whole NBA global campaign and they yeah. fund a lot of politicians, whether it be local or even prominent politicians. Yeah. Many politicians have gotten exposed, like, you know, Hunter Biden, Eric Swalwell, <laughs> Diane Feinstein. So it's like 
They're all Democrats. But I mean, like, Republicans <laughs> Republicans do their shady shit, too, for the five people that are listening no, to this podcast. Like, <laughs> He's totally. Like, I'm not, the, like, this isn't some older, sort of Democrat the lambast. Like, neocron, the neocon, like, cronies that are, like, that have been around since, like, the Bush era are all, like, fucking all. Oh, dude, those are all terrible, terrible They're fucking people. Fucking terrible people. Like, the, the fucking the neocons that got the us. sheer, like, mountains of scandals that must be, like, buried somewhere. Dude. There was some, yeah, dude, like, the whole fucking plan, uh, I forgot, Anthony Kennedy, I think he exposed the whole neocon plan, which was to get into, like, which was to invade all the countries that they invaded, Iraq, uh, Somalia, Libya, Syria, Yemen, like, they had a whole fucking blueprint map laid out in the 1990s, and this plan was exposed in the 20, uh, uh, 2000, Anthony Kennedy, let me just fact check that, pull that shit up, Jamie. Uh, Anthony Kennedy, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, yeah, American lawyer. Uh, wait, no, this is a fucking Supreme Court guy. What the fuck was that guy's name? I gotta go to the Scott Horton. Scott Horton. Uh, neocons exposed. Whatever. Okay. Whether I got the guy's name right or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if you could like play clips through your. Like computer on the pod, or if that would be. Like I could play clips on my computer, but I don't. I'm in my basement right now because I think my sister. Uh, I, I think my sister's asleep, so I don't want to be. Uh, uh... I see. No, but I. Uh, just, I wonder if that would be like technically copyright infringement or not. Oh well, oh I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I hope not. I don't think so. This podcast they probably wouldn't small. take it seriously because we're like a fresh starting podcast. With yeah, like they, 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 I don't think they'd give a shit like that. But the, yeah. the point was was that we were talking about athletes and mm-hmm. their whole. Um, I mean, they're allowed to speak their mind. I mean, like you know, they're. I mean, they have the well, first amendment just like, like everybody they can, else. But they got to know the consequences of it, right? Like, yeah. for example, like I actually really respect Michael Jordan for this, right? For not really speaking out because he. He took it as, if my goal is to be the greatest basketball player of all time, right, and I want to win more than anything else, and my love is for basketball and for winning at basketball and nothing else, why would I get involved with this? Absolutely. Like, I think that shows more about his love for the sport that he's playing than it does about, like, oh, well, he didn't support this one political thing, so he must be a horrible person. Like, no. It means he didn't want to taint the the game he loves and his fan base that is tied to him and the game that he loves with mm-hmm. his own political, like his own personal political opinions. And I think that's something that is severely lacking, particularly in today's NBA, but in today's sports in general. I just feel like politics is too wrapped up in like a lot of the stuff that happens with the sport. Now, if you want to go outside your sport after a game or if you want to, go talk to some reporter in a uh, in a i guess non-sport related venue like go do it 100 percent. but i think there's it's too much of a close tie between like politics and like sports nowadays mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's actually lowering over time the effectiveness of pushing politics through sports because more and more people are turning it off yeah no no, no no absolutely i i completely agree with that take I mean, like, we saw that, like, uh, there's this, like, uh, con- he's, like, a Republican conservative slash conservative uh, mm-hmm. sports commentator. His name is Clay Travis. He, okay. had a whole sh- he had a whole segment dedicated to the fact that, like, um, I think 
a Tucker Carlson segment. Obviously, mm-hmm. both of us know who Tucker Carlson. Uh, he like a Tucker Carlson segment was getting more views on air than like an NBA playoff game. Yeah, that's and crazy. I'm like, that's fucking crazy to me. Like, as someone that like I did watch the playoffs last year, and and like knowing how political it got, like they had the BLM logo. BLM is political, guys. Let's not bullshit ourselves. Uh, let's like, cut the bullshit. Um, like I mean, duh, duh. But it's like, um. It's like that's that's amazing. More rate, like more viewers than a fucking playoff game. Like that says a lot. That's pretty dude. crazy. Like, how do you not ask yourself that question? Like, we are as a league turning people off. And I think my take is like, if a Colin Kaepernick or so wants to take a knee, it's their First Amendment right to do so. And I'm not going to be some sort of hypocrite to like deny that, deny somebody yeah, just, from doing just that. Just be aware that people are going to be pissed off at you for it, and it might yeah. result in you know bad shit happening to you, whether it's justified or not. Yeah, you know. I mean, and it's, if it's and tough. if you can accept those personal consequences and you can fight them in your own way, that's perfectly fine. Like as much as I don't like Colin Kaepernick, just because I don't, I never liked him as a player because I thought I never thought he was good. Um, plus, he let me down and didn't beat the Ravens. You know. <laughs> Uh-huh. He was like, close. I, I never thought he was personally very good. So, like, but I actually Ooh. think he's handled this situation decently well because he <laughs> made his decision and then he was like, you know what? I'm going to live with the consequences of it. If if no other team wants to hire me, fine. Fuck you. I'm going to be an activist. I'm going to do what I want to do. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I actually do respect Colin Kaepernick for that as much as I don't respect him as a player because I think he was horrible at the game of football. I mean, he was good for a few. He was good for like two. Or, he had like two or three. Again, good he seasons. let me down with the Ravens. I can't. Yeah, respect. I, <laughs> I was terrible. I was so bad. <laughs> the Ravens are still. They're still playing well, though. We'll see how they do next year. I mean, yeah, definitely. I, I like. They're definitely one of the teams. It's, it's. It's. There was like a period though. There was a. You didn't like, like Ray Lewis, right? Where it was like, where it was like the Ravens had the most criminals out of any NFL team. Ray Rice, like, by Ray far. Lewis. Yeah, it, like criminal squad. Well, Ray Lewis ones. allegedly. We're we're well, not we're not we're not pressing charges on anybody here. But Ray Rice, Ray I mean, Rice, he saw the video. That was confirmed. That was confirmed. That safe, one also sucked because I had literally the day before that came out, I went out and bought a Ray Rice jersey because I thought Ray Rice was pretty pretty <laughs> sick. Like literally, Dude, that was bad. Man. Yeah, I came to school that was wearing really it. Really bad. Everyone was like, "Yo, you seen the video?" And I was "Yo, like, you gotta take that jersey off of me." <laughs> I was like, "Oh crap, <laughs> crap, yeah." Dude, it's too bad, man. Ray Rice, he really threw his career away with that one incident, man. I mean, like he he had he, he was such a Tampa good Bay running back, for like one more season, man. But he was such a good it. running back. Like he yeah. he was very good. Well, it's because like, like it's because no one wanted to practice with him after that, and I don't blame anybody, dude. If I if I saw a video of somebody viciously beating their wife, I wouldn't want to go play football with her girlfriend. I, for, I forgot significant other. Yeah, totally agree. Whatever. Yeah, that's a, girlfriend, yeah. wife, whatever, dude. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just I'm just like correcting because I'm drunk. Uh, yeah. I I totally uh, I totally agree. That was a that was a rough moment. Yeah, no, I I like this new Raven squad. But yeah, uh, athletes. Yeah, they. Um, I think they're going a little too woke for their own good. I think I don't necessarily have a problem with athletes tweeting shit. I'm. I have more of a problem with like the league doing things. Like you know, for example, like the like you know the MLB, like you know taking games out of Georgia. Like they took out the All Star game and the oh, draft yeah, what? What because of the that? fucking. I never. I never knew because what of the because of the new voter laws. 
And it's like, that's such a fucking dumb thing because, like, apparently New York and Colorado have, like, stricter voter laws than Georgia. And it's like, it's like dude, ridiculous. Dude, Georgia's a mess, dude. Georgia is a fucking mess. What do you, in what sense? Just like, I feel like everything, like, annoying politically happens in Georgia. <laughs> like what? Like, can you elaborate? Like Stacey Abrams losing the gov- the governor election and then claiming that she won for two years. <laughs> oh well, I mean, like, it, I, I mean, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, like, they did the same thing. So, no, I mean, but she like that's kind of just what's like, going it, on in America. Just that she claimed she won. She like was acting as though she was the governor to like people and like I identify as had, winning like, this election. Sway over the political, I guess goings on of georgia dude what the, dude yeah, what dude, is Stacey going on with that i mean she i guess she kind of made up for it because she in this like 2020 thing had this huge campaign of like get out the vote in georgia and she like won the democrats the election pretty much yeah. or won them control over one of the houses or something like that um and like good for her i mean she i guess she's cleaned up her track record since the last election but like that still fucking annoyed me that she was telling people that she was like the governor after she like lost badly <laughs> i mean like that's kind of been going on for like the last four like five years if you really think about it i yeah, mean like the whole I, I mean, the I, whole russia gate campaign like yeah. it was all i mean bullshit and like, I mean, even I don't Donald like Trump, Trump doing that shit either. That pisses yeah, me no, off. Yeah, no, no, no. No, I totally agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling out Donald Trump on that shit too. Like, dude, you were claiming that you won, but you had no proof that you won, and all yeah. your cases got thrown out. I don't know. Like, people were talking about they were thrown out on standing and like other some, shit. But... Yeah, some of them were weird, but like, it, either way, it wasn't going to be enough to overturn the election. I don't think. Like, it just. Yeah, his again. Like, I think. I'm, like, I'm not he... telling him to give up, but like. At a certain point, you got to be like, yo, if I lost, I lost. Well, he gave up after, like, the whole, like, Capitol riot incident. Like, that's yeah, when he was, like, dude, that's he, when he, he said. He should have given up in, like, December, homie. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, I'm saying that the way he went about it was completely wrong. Like, you can't be saying that you won the election when you didn't. Say, hey, we are, we believe that this was stolen. And we are taking this to court it is a completely different thing than saying that when Joe Biden won, like the day of, he said, I won this election on Twitter by a lot. I'm like, bro, no, that he is said, no, by true. a landslide. It wasn't yeah, by yeah, a lot. It was by a landslide. What, whatever, whichever one he said, like he, he, the, that, the, the essence of the message is that he won the election. And I'm like, dude, that's not true. Can you chill out with this? You're being very yeah, divisive he, right now. If he had come out and said, "Look, we're we're calling this election into question um, because we, yeah, we dude, think okay. there was some fraudulent activity," you have the right to do that. I'd be like, "Okay, fine," but like, also that wouldn't be Trump. Like, Trump would never come out and rationally be like, "Yeah, we're gonna we think there's some fraud here." Yeah, we're, we're talking about Donald check Trump. Check out a here. couple of things, and if if we're wrong, we're wrong. Right, we're talking he about would Donald Trump. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. We're we're talking about we're talking about a man that sensationalizes. Like a lot of fucking shit. Yeah, and he, uh, he would never. He would. He would come out. He wouldn't be like that, dude. He's, yeah. he's he, a fucking. He would, he would star. handle it like he handled it. Like that was yeah. prime. That was that very was Trump, Trump of him. Like yeah, to do so. Clearly, he broke did. his own material on that one. <laughs> and like you know, we we say shit about Trump. Like I, I genuinely, we both. Gen- I think he's genuinely funny as fuck. And I, I mean, mean, on policy, yeah. he, I didn't completely disagree funny, with him on everything. Hilarious. 
He's hilarious. And, like, I, I think that, like, on policy, like, he wasn't shit. Like, he definitely no, he didn't. His, if you looked at his 2024 plan, it was actually very good. Like, it wasn't bad. And, like, again, like, it was enough to – I thought he was better than Biden. So, full transparency for the five people that are listening, I did vote for Donald Trump. But I still didn't like how he carried himself after the election. And I think that that was a huge problem. And it's like, in, when you know the, the temperature is hot in the country, and I'm not putting that all on Donald Trump. I'm putting mm-hmm. that on, like, that, that onus of responsibility goes to a lot of people. And that includes Donald Trump. But it's like, it's like dude, you just got to pipe down. You just got to say, hey, like, mm. we're looking into this. We're, we're filing lawsuits. We want to see where this goes. But again, he never really, he never, and, and trust me, if Joe Biden lost, I fucking bet that the Democrats would have done the same thing. It's like, they're, they're, yeah, I don't know don't, if, I don't they know can't act was. on the fucking high horse when they were doing Russiagate. They, they were literally accusing this man of working with the fucking Soviet Union. So what do you like, mean, uh, what do you mean work? Spare me with. Tell me, what do you mean work? They said that he, that Donald Trump was like a Soviet agent. Yeah, like I said, what do you mean work? Yeah, they did they that work? in 2016. No, I'm saying they like they still are. Oh yeah, they still fucking believe that somehow. <laughs> Russia Gate. I'm I'm saying what what do you mean they were doing this? They like still Donald are. Trump is a puppet of Russia. I'm like, dude, Hillary Clinton, just shut the fuck up. There's a reason why we didn't fucking elect you, dude. Yeah. I'm a strong independent woman, but I let my husband get railed and I apparently <laughs> by other women. No, yeah, yeah, chill. And chill I was out, still stick out, with him. Nah, bro. She's a strong. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm gonna get she, fucking. Yo, she's a CIA strong independent woman. She's a strong independent woman who lets their, her husband ram small children. Like, come on. Allegedly, allegedly. Well, I'm, allegedly. I'm talking about Monica. Oh. I'm just talking about Monica. I'm not oh, talking about the thinking, other. I was reasons. thinking the other. I was thinking the children on Epstein Island. That was just me. <laughs> you you more drunk than I am, bro? <laughs> nah, bro. I'm just being realistic. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Did you hear about the whole? Speaking of Epstein, did you hear about that? Like, why the? Uh, did you hear that Melinda Gates actually filed uh, for a divorce in 2019 after rumors sec- circulating in relation to Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein? So and how they I've hung out in 2011 after the fact that hmm. after the fact that Jeffrey Epstein had some charges on him in relation to, uh, misconduct with children. So, so that was that was I, shady, shady, shady. I've, heard, I've like heard snippets about it. I haven't really seen that whole story. I've seen it like I, I went to the store the other day and saw it on like a magazine cover or some shit. Um, but like I I don't know enough. I don't know enough about it to really say anything. But like if Bill Gates was in with Epstein, I guess that just gives me another reason to hate Bill Gates while still using Microsoft products. <laughs> yeah, I got HP and I got Windows 10 yeah, homie, I, on my I fucking computer. 10, I got a Windows Surface. I use Xbox. Like, bro, I use Microsoft Xbox. good shit, but like, dude, Bill Gates is a fucking monster. <laughs> yeah, man. If, if that is true. If, Bill Gates... Yo, there's a couple things with him that are whack. Like, like that, if that's true, if... Alex Jones has read about him and his connection to like the Eugenics Foundation. Yeah. Like, dude, like all conspiracy theories as of the as of the moment, just because there's no one like one hundred percent proof to it. But like, if it's true, dude, he's a fucking monster. But he makes mad good electronics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, like it's his, very interesting. Or like his slaves whole... in China make mad good electronics. Yeah, his uh, yeah. His... <laughs> Yeah, his slaves in China make a very, very good electronic. <laughs> Shout out to the slaves and uh, to the slaves that are listening, which you're probably not. I, I'm praying for you. 
Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, man, dude, it's uh, conspiracy theories, man. Oh. It's, uh, it's very interesting. But I was listening to Dave Smith and like his whole take on the conspiracy theories is that the mainstream media, corporate press is so full of so much shit because they're always fucking lying mm-hmm. that it's like people turn to people like Alex Jones and then when they hear that Bohemian Grove is right, well, when they hear like that the frogs so are turning fuck, he's yeah, so and when they, like he believes it so wholeheartedly, and it's like everything well, that Bohemian Grove that, is true. Yeah, well, it's like everything that mainstream media is saying just like sounds like a lie, even if it's true. You know what I mean? And so pe- people are like, "Look, if everything's gonna sound like a lie, and this guy is saying this with a passion, like truly believes it's true, right? Who am I more likely to believe?" No, but not only that, but some shit that Alex Jones says is completely true. Like, he went, he visited the Bohemian Grove, which is that club in Northern California where, like, a bunch of, like, you know, politicians, Republican politicians that day, like Dick, uh, Dick Cheney, George Bush, uh, Ronald Reagan were there. And it's like, they're burning All fucking, the they're, yeah, the fucking huge people, fucking former presidents of the United States. And it's like they're in fucking uh, owl costumes, and I mean they're not in all. They're they're fucking burning a fucking owl effigy, and it's like they're being fucking say like weirdy cultish, and like he he has that all on footage. That's true. And then when he reports things like that, the the frogs are turning gay. Like the frogs are like well, they turning are turning gay. asexual they're, they're turning or, asexual. or yeah, they're turning asexual. But like that's true. And it's like when when people are like, wait, well he's right about these things. Like, what else is he right about? And then it's like, we're finding out the yo, do you think, media. Yo, wait, pause real quick. Do you think he's right about Hillary Clinton smelling like sulfur? <laughs> he could be. <laughs> he could be. Do I you think? Uh, he might be right. I, he might I be know. right. He might be right. As I pull my fourth white claw Oh in. my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fucking... <laughs> that one killed me. That one killed me. <laughs> No, but it's like it's it's fascinating because it's like people are like I don't know who to turn to, mm-hmm. and like it, and this is truly a time like when people turn to people on like the neocon end, like the Ben Shapiro's and the Candace Owens and the uh, Stephen Crowders. People turn to like Tim Pool or people turn to Joe Rogan. Like people, yeah, Tim Pool's like, a beast. Shout yeah, out Tim Pool's a beast. Shout out, shout out, to, Yo, shout shout out, out to, to everybody that we podcast. just just mentioned. Yeah, no, shout out to Tim Pool, man. Like, I, I think he's, I think he does a great job. Of course, I don't agree with everything anybody says, but mm-hmm. I, I like, I like to hear positions that I think are rational and they come from yeah. principle. Like, Tim Pool is always mentioning how, like, like, Tim Pool, one thing I think that he does is that's absolutely great is like how he states where he is principle wise and how he's like, listen, this, Free speech is a principle that I've maintained since 2014. I had a conversation about with John Oliver about why it's bad to ban uh, white supremacists and neo-Nazis. Even though I disagree with them, I want to have a debate with them. And in 2021, he's arguing the same position. That's like, that's what tells me. You can't change people's minds by ignoring them. Yeah. And not only that, but you... I mean, you let those ideas fester in other circles while you ignore it. Like, when you're banning a guy like Donald Trump, like, that's fucking, like, that has a huge, that, that, that has a huge fucking impact. What are you telling the country of yeah. 74, 75 million people 
that voted for the guy. Like, mm-hmm. like what is that statement saying? Hey, we think that your ideas are toxic. And it's like, well, if you say that not Donald just Trump, toxic, evil, bro, evil. evil. If you're saying evil. that, if you if you're saying this, then you're saying that you're associating that with every person, and that's crazy to me. That's like absolutely preposterous. It's like you can't do that. You're like you're really like first off, these technocrats should not have that much power. Like in my no. mind, and it, and it's like you you're tearing the fabric of a society. And it, it, if that's like what you want to do. Like that's okay, but like that's that's absolutely insane to me that you're doing that, and it's yeah. like I mean not to sound hella depressed, but like if we're placing betting odds right now, we're gonna be in a like some kind of multinational corporation controlled dystopia in like thirty years probably. I mean, I mean, if you look at the way things are going, things are getting very very centralized, mm-hmm. like. The uh, the power that the executive the executive office holds now, and that includes in Donald Trump's like uh, era, like he signed a lot of executive orders. Oh, Joe yeah, Biden sure. signed the most executive orders. Barack Obama signed a lot of executive orders. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm trying. To, I want to hold yeah, everybody accountable. Pa- pause for a sec. Yo, the yeah. executive orders thing always cracks me up. The, have you seen that comparison where it's like executive orders done the first day of office, like like Barack Obama three, Ronald Reagan two. Bill Clinton, two. Donald Trump, four. Joe Biden, 19. I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm like, like, have you seen that? That's insane. I'm like, are you the president? Are you a czar? <laughs> are you a dictator? Yeah. Like, yeah. What, like, what is going on here? But it's like, yeah. that's very, it's very concerning to me, as well as I think, I think policies that, in, like, you know, like the minimum wage, that's a policy that hurts small businesses the most. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt Amazon to pay f- people fifteen dollars an hour, but it hurts like uh, the I mean, they still don't want to do it, but like, yeah, it it doesn't hurt them. Well, no, 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 they they're for it because it gets rid of their competition. They're like, okay, well, if I have to pay people fifteen dollars an hour, okay, whatever, I'll, I'll automate jobs away, as well as I'll pay whoever I'm paying fifteen dollars an hour, if I know that this is going to kill my competition in the long run because that's how the yeah. market works. Maybe you, maybe there can be government maybe there can be like an exception to it though. Like I've been thinking about this recently. Maybe with minimum wage, maybe there could be like an exception where it's like private or like private businesses don't necessarily have to do it. Maybe there's like a different minimum wage for like private small businesses. But but then what would incentivize people to work for those companies if they know that they're going to get paid less? Yeah, good point. No, no, I know, but it's it's very it's very difficult to deal with because you're like, okay, well, I think Amazon is mistreating their employees and paying them too little, but these small businesses they can't necessarily afford to pay their their fucking employees more. That's what I'm saying. Like politics is so nuanced, and it's like if you post a fucking like thirty second slideshow, like we just had a fucking nuanced conversation about uh, how much should workers be paid and what level of government intervention should be involved in this, and it's like. It's like all these fucking like people that are our age that they're they're so fucking quick to post repost a fucking infographic on Instagram and I'm like listen like these issues are fucking complex and like all of us want a, I mean I genuinely believe that like people want to live in a society that's better and like people want to live more comfortably and people want to mm-hmm. live easier but it's like how do we get there but people are so fixated on being like divisive with their rhetoric and be like you know for like 
and people are okay I, i'm gonna finish off the point and then i'll give the example like people are so focused on being like fucking divisive and people are so focused on being woke and people are so focused on fitting in that it's like they will do anything to like fit in and that includes posting whatever infographic that they can for example like this whole uh israel palestine conflict where it's like all these fucking like woke people are quick to like be like oh hashtag free palestine and i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be like okay hey i'm not very educated on the issue i i want to listen to people that i trust talk about it and and that does not include the corporate press because of how much how dishonest i think they are and i believe that you probably think they are as well it's like i think they're very dishonest and i don't trust any of their perspective i really want to listen to people that i trust and i think are good natured and I want to see what their breakdown of the issue is. Well, it's and it's like, I, like I can't from there, I will come to my anymore, conclusion. Dude. I can't. Nobody, like, who, yeah. Because it's, it's like, you get such a different story from each side of, like, a given issue. And it's like, how can you possibly piece together, like, what, like, the true from the false in each side of those without looking at some third-party source? And it's like, well, if you're going to look at some third-party source, why not just look at the third-party source? Well, if you want a good example of why you shouldn't trust the mainstream media, I will literally recite it to you right now. Fuck, let me find it. All on, right. uh, let me find it on Twitter. It was uh, it was pretty great. Uh, we're both heterosexual men, so we can speak on this <laughs> since uh, this is uh, this is actually targeting <laughs> this is actually targeting us, our community. I know, I know, they don't like us, but. Uh, let me fucking find it. I'm shocked they even wrote an article about us that isn't just I know like why do you, you still exist? I know, I know. <laughs> Fuck. Why do we still exist? Jesus, I know. I'm horrible. Yeah. Uh straight men in quote bromances kiss, cuddle, and stand around naked together, according to Metro News. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Straight <laughs> men do this, apparently. According to Metro News. Yo, I'll give him, uh, yo, I'll give him cuddle like as a joke, but the rest of that, no. <laughs> Bro, I've never kissed a, I will, I've never kissed a man. I will never kiss a man, and I will never stand naked around another man. Yeah. I, I've never cuddled with a man. Yo, no, I don't know any of these things. No, bro. Sometimes you gotta hit hit your boys with like the sarcastic. Do you want to snuggle later or whatever? But other than that, like I can't really see any of that. That's that's reality. Yeah, when you say, like, oh, I'm going to kiss my boys goodnight, like, it's not, like, actually serious. Yo, <laughs> like, no yo, yo, really... yo, 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 real quick, shut up before I kiss you, dog. Like, no. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We can make it after this podcast. And, all right, baby, like, and we, we can say all of this is a fucking lie. But, like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, dude, this is, like, absolutely, like, it's, like, it's, like, who did you survey? Did you survey a bunch of gay men? Because, like, probably if they want to, if they're comfortable standing naked around. Okay, standing shirtless is not naked because there's nothing that a straight man finds attractive about the male like body. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like standing shirtless is like not that's not standing naked in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, that, if that's what they're trying to imply, there's something half naked. But like nobody's like into that like no dude is gonna like just whip his dick out in front of in front of a bunch of other but this is like this is a point where i'm trying to prove how out of touch the media is where they come to this fucking conclusion i'm like yeah no rational person comes to this fucking conclusion like this is fucking insane to me you know what i mean 
Yeah, no, I don't. Oh, I don't a bunch of that. dumbasses, dude. Yeah, that's what that's that's like that's one ridiculous. one of the min- Yeah, I'm down here. No, you're fine. You're fine. No worries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my dad just intervened in the podcast. One of the five listeners. Yo, guest. yo, huge guest appearance. Huge guest appearance by anywhere the good. He's a beast. Absolute tank. We smoked weed a few times. Yo, yo, you sure you want to put that on the pod? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right. I'm going to talk about weed. All right. No, yeah, no I'm saying like with your dad, homie. Like, I said, uh, me and you, Sean, have smoked weed a few times together. Uh, which is true. We're not lying. Yeah. We're not lying. We smoke weed a few times. Speaking yeah. of weed, I got to pee. Because <laughs> I have drank quite a bit tonight. I Dude, I am actually really loving where I'm at on the drunk scale. I'm like a good five or six out of ten. This I've had good. like four this white claws and a pomegranate martini. Oof, that pomegranate martini was like 20% alcohol. That was pretty solid. 15, 20%. It was pretty good. <sighs> yeah, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a crazy world we live in, man. I don't... Uh, I really don't know what direction we're headed in. And, no, I have uh, no idea. It's it's really weird to see everybody being so fixated on like stating their political opinion, because it's like everybody is like so arrogant and like where they are. And I'm like, I don't want to be arrogant. I want to be, I want to be curious. I want to see how people came to the conclusions that they came to, and not from oh hey this is where I'm at and like I'm gonna stay here. I think that's a really, I think that's a very dangerous way to look at things. Like, I don't want people to come to a conclusion before they um, stand somewhere in principle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's a, I think it's very important. Do you have anything to add on to that, or would you, would you agree with that sentiment? I mean, I, I agree. I don't really have too much to add on that, to be honest. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. It's uh, it's a very interesting, and I mean, like, yeah, we've seen like sports ratings tank, like NFL, NBA, and we've seen like the rise of MMA, like which outside of Colby Covington, which we talked about in the last podcast, and and like early on in this podcast, like outside of him, like nobody's very like political, like Dana White, Joe Rogan, like all these commentators, like they keep the political shit. I mean. There. You'll you'll see it some like I'm pretty sure what's well name? you'll see well, you'll see Ma- Covington and Usman are both pretty political, like by comparison, the extent that like basketball players are or like football yeah. players are. Yeah, which is like um I think people gr- naturally gravitate towards that. People when people are looking to um they they don't be like entrenched in the pol- political world. They're looking for an escape from the political world. For the and most part. Like, I mean, some people do part. go in to, like, support their political whatever. You know? I mean, I don't know. I, I've I've personally not been like that, where I'm like, oh, I'm going to root for this guy because he's MAGA, or I'm going to root for this no, guy I'm not, because I'm he's not saying, I'm not saying we... There are some people out there that some do people, that. Yeah, some people that are Colby Covington fans are definitely probably like, this guy supports Donald Trump, I support Donald Trump, so I'm going to root for this guy. But it's like, I mean, I don't know. That's not how I see sports. I don't really care who you necessarily support. Uh, I kind of want the same that out of like celebrities, bro. Like, like, like for example, why the fuck would I care who like Addison Ray supports politically? Like, who yeah. fucking cares? <laughs> it, Addison no, Ray. It's like 
no, bro, like, no, but you know what I'm saying, though, right? It's like, it's like, bro, it's same shit with LeBron. It's like, bro, LeBron. Right, yeah. like, that's awesome. I, when I'm watching you dunk a fucking shit, who's sport play? I don't. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we, we, but LeBron supported Obama. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, dude, I'm not it's like... like it's like, bro, it's cool that you have opinions and you're welcome to have those opinions. But when I'm watching you dunk a fucking basketball or throw a sick pass or some shit, like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, fuck. no, I totally agree. But like, yeah, but I'm, I'm the point I was trying to make is that I think the UFC has really done a great job at getting out of political talk. And Dana White is done, even though I'm pretty sure Dana White supports Trump because, like, I saw them on, like, whatever. But, like, the point is, is that they want to make it a space that's not political. Like, they want to make it a space that is focused on the fights and focused on the athletes in, you know, the UFC, regardless of division. And they just want to make it the best league possible. And, like, guys like Joe Rogan... Joe Rogan isn't talking about his political opinions when he's on a podcast with Stephen Adams. I mean, not Stephen Adams, Stephen Thompson, or um, Francis Naganu, or Kamaru Usman, or uh, Roy Jones Jr. You know, like, he's talking about, like, the fighting. Like, mm-hmm. he's focused on that, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. listened to, I watched the whole Stephen Thompson podcast, and, like, all he was talking about with Wonderboy was that he was just talking about, like, Wonder Boy and, like, how, he, like, his growing up, his upbringing, and, like, you know, his different fights and, like, all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't talking about, like, their political shit. They were just talking about, like, his career and, like, his up, like, who Stephen Thompson is as a fighter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's really important. Thompson stays out of that shit. He's, like, the nicest guy on the field. Yeah, no, no, no. Th- yeah, no, Thompson was wonderful on the podcast. And I gotta listen to like uh, I gotta listen to Ganu and George Saint Pierre and uh, like Roy G- uh, Jones Jr. I gotta listen to this podcast, but uh, I like his MMA segments. I think they're great. He's also Gordon dude, Ryan was the latest. I've been getting big into like how they're like, what's it called? How like the fighting styles are, or whatever. Because I want to start taking martial arts again. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, his fighting style is so fun to watch. Yeah, like, I love watching because it's like. It takes everything that I loved about, like, martial arts movies and makes it realistic. And he's, like, mm-hmm. nasty at it. And I love it. Yeah. No, I've never seen Stephen Thompson in a fight. But, like, I have heard that he is, like, a more unorthodox fighter. I've seen, like, I've seen some of uh, Francis Naganu's uh, knockouts. And I've seen Kamaru uh, Usman. He was fucking vicious. I saw that whole... I saw the Masvidal fight. Uh, it's a... Oh. Uh, yeah, dude, that was a vicious knockout, man. That was that was cold, man. Yeah. Um you know you know uh, it was bad when uh when what's his name? When Masvidal's head spun nearly a hundred Yeah. <laughs> Cook that man. But that's what I'm saying about the UFC. It's like they are trying not to be like, hey, we're gonna be out of politics, we don't care, and we are gonna be a a league that people are very interested in. And like, um, and that's what they're doing. Like, uh, they got the uh, the next fight is up on what, like June tenth, June yeah, June tenth. It's like the uh, is is Martin Vittori fight. Oh, dude, that one's gonna be sick.
Like Joe Rogan and the other commentators have done a really good job of like making like, it's not political. political. Like he, he wears a fucking MAGA hat even while he's taking a shower and shit. But like um, it's like I thought like I thought it like Colby like I don't yeah, like, but, said, like, but Masvidal and Usman are also Jordan uh, really and Masvidal like they are political, but it's like other athletes, you know. Oh yeah, compared to like you know like LeBron James or like the whole NBA or like uh, the NFL, like, they're they're pretty like they're not like that political. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like it's just like you know, you know who I like in the NBA that doesn't get involved in all that. Um, who? Chris Paul. I never see Chris Paul get involved with all that. Really? I'm. Do you? Sure. I'm pretty sure he's pretty activist. Really? I just never see him. With yeah, no, that. yeah. I don't. Like, I don't sure see he, that. I'm sure he does. I just never see him in like these press conferences talking about yeah. Like we got to stop racism in our time. I just never see it. Oh no, no, no for sure. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree with him. Take like he's not like that. He's not like LeBron. LeBron is like, definitely the most outspoken. No, but I'm saying like, like CP3, if he is an activist, and I don't know if he is because I don't know enough about it, but he's the kind of activist that like I want to see in sports, where it's like I can enjoy his sports for the way they are, and he makes his contributions mm-hmm. as an activist like apart from his sports, but still a part of who he is. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I would say I've seen I've seen and heard less from, like, people like Chris Paul and, like, Jimmy Butler and, like, Giannis and Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic. Yeah, I feel like Jimmy's I've seen too a busy lot. bulling at the clubs in Miami, bro. He's too busy. <laughs> Jimmy's living, bro. Yeah. And and they're balling. Yeah, this is they true. They lost to the Bucks about, like, two today, but, like, outside of that. Yeah, that was a close game, though. That was, was close really game. Tight. I did Is not there see else on tonight, by the way, for basketball. Um, so Dallas beat the Clippers. Oh, Blazers uh, playing the Nuggets right now. Yeah, what's the score of the game? Seventy-three each. How much time is left? Uh, they're in the third quarter. Ooh, dude, we should probably tune into that, and then yeah, um, after the pod, after the pod, after the pod. Okay, so we're at fifty-two minutes. So let's let's get to an hour since we're all yeah yeah. It's almost the there. Damn, this has been a pretty fire pod talking about woke athletes, talking about different sports leagues. Yeah, it's been a good pod. It's been a good pod. Yeah, now I'm sure. eating a cupcake because I'm really fucking drunk. Yeah, Yo, you're fat. You're gonna be fat, bro. I know, like, dude. You just telling me the other day, bro. I eat so much when I get drunk. You know what? <laughs> I took one bite out of this cupcake and that's it. <laughs> I took one bite and that was it. I peer pressured only... you out of it. You just did. Good job, Sean. Let's Great go. job! No, no, there we go. That's called being a good friend. You don't. Do you want to be fat? No. So well, that's the. <laughs> if you didn't literally tell me this yesterday, I'm like, yeah, I eat so much when I get drunk. Like, dude, I, probably I, I eat a lot way. when I get drunk. <laughs> uh, it is bad. So there we go. That was one bite, and yeah. we're done. We're done. Oh, with this dude. Yo, we're, speaking, we're shutting down speaking the. Of, speaking of weight things, right? Like. Actually, no, no, no. We should talk about this off the pod. <laughs> we should talk about this off the no, pod. No, 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 no. We're going to be talking about weight on the pod. I don't care. Right, talk fine. about it all on the pod. I don't care. Yeah, I, no, I was just I was just saying, so, what's it called? We have, That's how we wrapped this last yeah, 10 no, minutes up. Yeah, so my grandparents, they have, like, a, um, they have, like, an aide that's, like, helping them right now because they're, like, yes. not in the best health. Yes. And so they have like a nighttime aid that come up just in case like an emergency happens at night, right? Uh-huh. And so this nighttime aid comes in. She's normally like the sweetest lady ever, right? And so my mom comes in and comes to wish like my grandparents good night or whatever. And this lady goes to my mother, Hey, have you put on weight? And I was like, 
<laughs> and I was like, what? what Did your mama say, from what I've seen, your mom is, like, very in shape. Yeah, I know. I know. Don't even get me started. But, like, no, so she says that. And and my mom said, wait, excuse me, what the fuck did you say? And she goes, <laughs> and she goes, um, she goes no, I, it just looks like you've put on weight. Have you put on weight? And, and my mother responds with, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. You know, would you like me to say something, like, just absolutely horrible to you so you can't sleep at night, too? Or are we done here? <laughs> and, I like, and I was like, yo, funniest shit I've heard all day. <laughs> Is is the late, is the aid like overweight? I I don't really know her like that. I mean, oh, I would okay. say, I would say. Have you have you but seen her before? Her like yeah, the, I met her like a couple days ago. Okay, so is she fat or not for the pod? Slightly, slightly. Okay, well then, I mean, your mom should have roasted her like that right there. Because like your mom, it was, like it was so for, funny. For, for for full disclosure, like Sean's mom is like not out of shape at all. Like she's very, very <laughs> in shape. One hundred percent. Very very in shape. One hundred percent. Like uh, it's uh. Definitely not like most uh, most Americans because Americans are uh, pretty fucking fat for the podcast. No, dude, she, she was so funny. I couldn't like it was so funny, dude. That's fucking insane, dude. I, like, I can't oh believe. My God, I, I gotta respect the fucking aide for being politically incorrect, but wrong person. <laughs> no, Maybe go no, up to dude. Lizzo and say that. Yeah, no, dude. It was. I was like, <laughs> no. I heard her say that, and I was like, I was like, uh oh. I was like, you didn't want to start that fight. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, facts. That is. I was uh... like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty oh. fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah. I can't be. believe uh, I can't. She she's bold for saying that, but like wrong person. I mean, one hundred percent false, but like bold yeah. for saying it. Yeah, false information has been detected by the fact checkers <laughs> at Next Level with Neil. Press Hawk, X yeah. the doubt. <laughs> X with the doubt. Yeah, I know. Uh, false information has been detected, but uh, we... Uh, I give that for Pinocchios. <laughs> for Pinocchios. Damn, 56 minutes into the pod. I guess counting we... the half hour earlier, we've done like an hour and a half. We've done an hour and a half podcast, man. There we fucking go. Well, dude, it's I mean, really like, not that hard. I was, not that I was hard, like, dude. worried we would you... not have stuff to talk about. All you, gotta like... do, all you gotta do is get the ball rolling, and once you get the ball rolling, yeah. uh, you're chilling. Yeah, and uh, I mean we're doing. I don't know this how Rogan fun, cuts his segments to two hours, bro. I don't get it. Rogan doesn't cut his segments to two hours. No, Rogan's but I mean like, like no, but I'm long. saying like sometimes he does. I'm saying like sometimes he does. Some of them are some of them are shorter, but like most of them, I would say are between two hours and two and a half hours. And three and a half hours, I would say. Most yeah, but the, I, most I feel like I'm a relatively are. like uninteresting person, like compared to like, <laughs> nah, the so average this is Joe great, Rogan man. guest. I'm saying, like compared yeah. to the average Joe Rogan guest. So I'm saying, like the fact that we can easily like keep going past an hour and a half is like crazy to me. Dude, I mean, we're both ballers, man. We're not fucking boring white girls who were like very uninteresting to talk to. This is true. Like we're not like, hey. And, like, the conversation is fucking over because, like, she's not going to fucking keep it going. So it's like, it's like we're going to keep it going. And it's yeah. like, okay, we can talk yeah, about work athletes. Not to dox anyone from our high school that's like that, but Michelle Minnick, fuck you. <laughs> the first dox of the podcast. <laughs> like, I don't care. Fuck hey, yo, Michelle, bruh. <laughs> Keep it interesting, okay? Because you were pretty fucking boring. <laughs> According to 
the next level with Neil podcast analysis. <laughs> <laughs> According to the analysis, we have confirmed that you are indeed boring. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Back it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, she yo, was uh, yo, a, the a far future when we're, fam- when we're famous podcasters, right? And yeah. that comes to light. That's going to be hilarious. Yeah, no, dude. That'd be <laughs> fucking hilarious. Michelle Minnick would be like, wow, thank God these guys give me clout. But like in the wrong way. They call me boring. <laughs> yeah. Yo, wait. Yo, speaking of clout, speaking of shout outs. Yo, shout out to the boy Tim Pool. Tim Pool. Yeah. If you are somehow listening, uh, we love your show. We yeah, love dude. you to have us on. Pull up yeah, dude, we... I I know you're doing these like public events or whatever now, starting on Fridays coming up soon. But like, if we could pull up for like an actual episode, that'd be pretty sick, dude. We got a lot to say and get us a few drinks in. Yeah, that'd be. Sick. We got even more to say. That'd be so fun, <laughs> dude. That'd, that'd be, be so fun. I know. I know Tim Pool doesn't drink like that. Yeah, sh- big shout out to Tim Pool. Yeah, uh, huge. He's definitely cool. one of the best. Uh, one of the best political commentators out there. I think you. Uh, I think regardless of where you are politically, I think it's uh, very important to keep an open mind. I think he's definitely somebody that you should divert your open mind to because I think he does a great job at breaking down different articles, news stories. I haven't listened to Tim Pool in like a few weeks. I mean, like I've listened to him here, here and there, and like listened to his podcast. Yo, like, I think he's a great job. I listened to him yesterday, bro. Like, come on. Oh no, no, I'm saying me. I'm not saying you. Yeah, I know. I was saying lacking fan on your part. Well, I mean, like I was listening to him for like fucking forever for like a while, <laughs> but like, uh, and like you know, like Timcast IRL is a uh, is definitely a great podcast. Oh, for sure. Uh, highly, highly recommend to people that want to get like a. Uh, an authentic perspective on political discourse because uh, it gets uh, it's really muggy up in there, and I yeah. think people are very people are very quick to express their opinion online instead of uh, retaining it and being um, honest. Not only honest with themselves, but being um, just aware and like you know, I think that's a great place to check out instead of fucking like CNN or Fox News for that matter. Let's uh let's call it both sides. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, and on that note, it's been a fucking hour, Sean. We will Facetime right after this. Of course. Shout of course. out the uh, next level with Neil podcast number one and two are fucking done. Shout yeah. out to Sean Billerbeck. Thank you, Sean. Shout out to you, bro. Thanks for having me on. This was dude, pretty sick. Thank you for coming on. And dude, we gotta get fucked up on the pod. We gotta get <laughs> fucking high or drunk. Because I'm pretty fucking drunk, and I'm having a really good time. So <laughs> that's definitely the vibe for the fucking pod. All right. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah. Thanks for Cue Joe Rogan exit music. All right. Peace out. Peace out, everybody. Peace. Peace. Yo, what do I do to end this? Say peace. Oh, peace. What up? Later, homies. Peace. <laughs>